0: is up everybody and of course this is 4d where i actually remembered it this week joseph just so you know (laughs) it didn't get me too bad so of course we cover dallas we cover some of the draft and we of course cover the doomsday defense that we have um this week we are joined by a very special guest a really a friend of mine lover to death you guys know her as dc blue star ashley how are you doing
1: doing good my friend good to be here with you uh glad to be talking some positive cowboys football
0: (laughs) yeah it's been what a decade or so Uh,
1: it's been a while (laughs) Uh, who's counting
0: and of course we're joined by my lovely co-host with the big long beard although his camera's off today but he has a big long beard uh (laughs) joseph how you doing sir
2: Doing doing pretty well. Sorry, I was having some difficulty with the camera, but uh, yeah. yes, the audio is still good. So that's what that's what's important. It's all that
0: matters. It's all that matters. So let's let's just jump straight into to talking some cowboys because that's what we're all here for. Sure. And, and of course, the bye week just happened, right? And first, before we get into cowboys, let me do say what an awful slate of games. <laughs> it was
2: horrible.
1: Yeah, we didn't we didn't have too much of our attention uh, slated there
0: my wife's a, a Chiefs fan and she was just like mm. I'm not watching this like
1: she got about
0: halfway and she's like I'm done watching this like it was just what a terrible week and then so many teams were on a bye
1: mm-hmm. it was
0: just oh god it was it was painful um hopefully neither of you get neither of you uh, hurt yourself uh, watching the games and you know. <laughs> poking your eyes out or anything. Like Every, that.
1: Everything was good here. Uh, we actually had a calm weekend for once because between my husband and I, three of our teams had bye weeks which is unusual. So it was <laughs> weird to be a spectator, but, uh, interesting. Didn't get to have as much shot and fruit as I'd like, but you know, I'll take it in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need, you need all you can get, man. I'm just telling you sometimes you need the break, right? Like know, right? emotional and stuff. So, <laughs> We did have an incident. So, um, let's, let's bring that up first. So we did have one off off field incident with KZ, um, you know, with the, with the DUI stuff. Now nothing's come out of the league as of yet. Um, but we'll start with Ashley. Do you, do you foresee them doing anything or do you think it'll be handled in house?
1: I don't know. I was, um, trying to think last year, the year before, it, everything is a blur. So I'm sorry. Uh, my frame of mind is not correct lately with the <laughs> 2020 thing, but, uh, I think it was a year or two ago. Didn't we have another player that had an incident and nothing came about? Um, So I'm not really sure. Uh, We didn't get too much details on this one. So I say I always have an opinion. But in this case, my only opinion here is, you know, they know better. They have services for that stuff. There's no reason that should be happening. But aside from that, just uh, disappointing to know that, you know, one of our players is potentially putting other people in danger. Um, I'm sure based on how Lyle looks to be handled, maybe they're doing something internally, but I'm sure we're getting into that next. Um, That is, yes. It seems like maybe this time around, we have a different peek at some types of, I don't want to say punishment, discipline, a different disciplinarian Mm -hmm. this time around. So it'll be interesting to see if our team ever, you know, does some internal punishment. It doesn't seem to be the case because it's never made public if it is, but... Um, the Lyle things has started some chatter, so it'd be interesting to see, um, if we do anything, but without any details, I'm sure they'll keep it mum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of agree. Joseph, how are you feeling on that one?
2: Yeah. Um, if you look at the past, um, the league usually doesn't, when you have issues like this, the league usually doesn't suspend same season usually if there's a DUI they're going to get it during the off season for the next season that's usually when the suspension comes down for activities that happen during the season I mean it's it's happened throughout the league unfortunately it happens quite a bit every year there's a couple players who get DUIs and usually the suspension doesn't come down from the league until the next year in-house I don't know we haven't really seen this uh regime to have this issue so far um so, maybe they do something. Maybe they bench him for the first quarter or their first series or a half or something like that. I don't know. They haven't said anything that they will, but I mean, it wouldn't really surprise me if they sat him down for a quarter or so. But uh, I don't see them suspending him a, like a game or anything. Mm-hmm. Just maybe just like a hey, you're going to sit out for, for a little bit to start the game.
0: Yeah. So, so rolling that, right? So, so you're saying that, right? And we, we actually brought it up already with the, with the Lyell thing, right? That, you know, that was somewhat, we saw somewhat internal mechanisms, external mechanisms with that. There was, there was some stuff, right? So if KZ plays, right, we're getting some players back. Um, as we all know, so, you know, Dak's Cybertronic calf muscle is, is looking healthy. Um, you know, some nanotech technology or something going on over there. I don't know. But, you know, we're into the Lyle thing right? Like, let, let's just bring it up now. We're I was going to bring it up for the Viking stuff, but let's just bring it up now. <laughs>
2: it's, um, the hot,
0: it's the hot topic. It's the hot topic, right? And, and look, Lyle may not be ready this week after sitting that long to play. I believe he will get his job back. I believe he'll be the right tackle. Now, whether they swing somebody in, whether they keep Williams, I look, your best five means you have Collins on the right tackle to me. Like that, if you're gonna put your best five, that's just how I see it. Like, I'm not discrediting what Steele's done. Collins has just proven over time he's the better one. So let's start with Joseph. Like, I know it's because I'm the reason I'm starting with you on this one, the reason I think this <laughs> is because you're getting blasted right now on Twitter. Um how are you what do you really see, not just this week, but like how fast do you think he takes back over? Or do you think they do move him to left guard?
2: Well, let me start off by saying I think that the media has taken this and ran with it and kind of done what the media does and kind of twisted the narrative of exactly what Mike McCarthy said. If you listen to Mike McCarthy, he says that uh, Steele will begin the week at, as the right tackle. And they said that, oh, Steele's going to be the starter. And wait, hold on. <laughs> he said, steel will begin the week. Wording is important, words matter okay so he said he will begin the week now steel could very well start this week and that wouldn't prove what i'm saying wrong but collins could also i could also see collins starting this week if he comes back he has a great week of practice and they show him like okay he's clearly back he's clearly better than what we have in steel which i think he is now maybe like you said maybe he's not back this week maybe they're like all right you know He's not up to snuff right now. Let's give Steele another week. Let's get him another week of practice in here and see what he can do after that. I agree with you. I think he will be back um, at the right tackle eventually. It's funny because um, I forget who tweeted it out, but basically they said, oh, he's going to work into, Mike McCarthy said he's going to work into right tackle and left guard this, and today in practice. And then some. one of the reporters tweeted out that, oh, I think I think Connor McGovern, I mean, Connor Williams was just put on notice. Yeah. And then, and then the, the, um, practice came out and it said that he practiced at right tackle, left guard and right guard. He practices <laughs> the back of the right guard. So I tweeted out, I said, Oh, I think Zach Martin just got put on notice here. <laughs>
0: yeah. And Ashley, how, like, how do you see it? Cause you know, I know, I, I know with you, you, you tend to, you tend to have the, a little bit of the no on this stuff. You, you, you seem to be right more than you're wrong. So, um, <laughs>
1: Well, I don't know. I just, uh, there's like two sides of my brain. There's what I want them to do and what I think they'll do. Um, and on this one, I don't really have like too much of an opinion that I don't think will stir anybody up. I'm kind of straddling the fence here because I do agree that we haven't seen him in action. We have no idea what he looks like. He could come back and, well, we could get another Adrian Claiborne paid. Um, but <laughs> I think it'll depend on, one, obviously, if Steele is the starter in the Vikings game, how did that go? Did he give somebody a great contract? Um, <laughs> yeah. But the other thing I think that nobody ever explains or talks about, which you know may not even come into play because these guys are professionals, but... We don't even know where Lyle is mentally right now. He could be feeling mm-hmm. like it was me against them and they didn't come step up for me. They wouldn't let me start that last game, even though the judge said that I would have had a footing. So we have no idea. This could be another part of the mental side where they're saying, hey, he's not ready. He's not here and we need him to work in some time. You know, We don't know what his time away from the team on the field has been like. We don't know how he's handled that, but he is a professional. So, of course, at the end of the day, I expect Lyle Collins to be Lyle Collins, come back, get his job, and do good. Um, I don't think necessarily I have any major qualms one way or another because I do think the best five will eventually play. And right now, we do have a little bit of a luxury of being in a good spot to be adding guys slowly, which is not a thing mm-hmm. that normally happens for us. We we usually have one thing go wrong and then, you know, our whole plan topples on that one thing. So, um, either way, I'm okay with it because I think given everything that's gone on this year, what I tweeted uh, probably an hour or two ago is the Dallas Cowboys have earned the benefit of the doubt this year. So whatever decisions they're going to go with, I will give them the benefit of the doubt because they're showing that their decisions are working. So, um, as long as it translates to on the field, I don't think anybody cares because winning cures all.
0: Yes. So mm-hmm. so interesting. Let me throw two quick little stats out for you just so everybody knows. We're talking about the offensive line, right? Dak has the second fastest release time right now in the league behind Tom Brady, and it is fractions of a second. Like Tom's right. like 2.6, and I think Dak's like 2.8 or something. Something to that effect, right? It's yeah. really, really close. Um, however, interestingly, we're talking about our best five our individual pass block win rates are actually really low in the league. Yep. Um, so it, just something to kind of, as we're talking about the best five, I don't know if they're looking at the pass block win rates. They may be, they may not be, but that's something to consider as we go forward. Is Lyle that guy, which I believe he is, is that going to help those times a little bit and give Dak even a little bit lo- that half second longer, um, you know, which you use or don't. I mean, he's cooking without it, but kind of wanted to throw the stats out there. Um, mm-hmm. But we're, so we're talking, you know, is Williams on notice, right? Like we talked about that um, trade deadline. Trade deadline is coming up next week. And look, I wrote an article this week, There, there's a sunk cost trap in the NFL, right? And, and this is one of the reasons why trades don't happen a lot because in a sunk cost trap, essentially what that is, is the feeling that you've already spent money on something, therefore you're going to use it regardless whether it's beneficial or not, right? You, you're like, man, I've already wasted the money, I might as well use this thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Right, and right.
0: so that's a huge part of it. Another part is, is finding compensation that both sides equally find valuable, right? Like, it's quick for us as fans to say, oh, I'll give them a second. I'll give them a first. But guess what? They may not see X player as just a first or a second. They may want a first and second plus another first or second or a player. Or And so there's that. And then one of the other pieces is is there's teams that are really close to the salary cap floor, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have to spend, I think it's $180 million minimum this year. Yeah. To not be penalized. So for a team, let's say like Denver, who's only, you know, 15 million, I think 10 or 15 million over that floor, if they get rid of the wrong player and they don't get a player in return, they'll be under that floor and they can be penalized. So there's there's all these these facets going into hey, this person fits, this person doesn't. And you know, the Jets hate trading with the Cowboys now because of Jamal Adams, right? So if we were going to make a trade. I don't, let's not talk players. Cause I, I know the players have come up, Kyle Fuller and Quinnen Williams and Vaughn Miller has been thrown out there. There's a lot of players that we can all talk, right? What positions do you see? Is it left guard? Is it, is it cornerback? Or do we say, Hey, we're getting, you know, Joseph back and you can move Brown inside or however that looks. Is it, you know, safety with KZ? That's why I brought him up first, you know, defensive tackle, like where are you, What's your top three in order if there was a trade that you would see? And so we'll start with Ashley on this one. Uh, Well,
1: I have been saying, I think I'm on the bandwagon the last couple weeks, that I would love if they add a piece and target the middle of the defense somewhere, whether that's defensive tackle, linebacker safety. I know some people maybe don't think linebacker so much, but uh, I do really like when Micah comes off. The edge, but anyway.
0: <laughs> I think we all do. Um, I
1: I I would really like them to address the middle of the defense because as much as I think that we can trust what we're seeing with this team, I look at you know down the road, say we're talking playoff, Super Bowl football. If somebody like uh, Arizona or Baltimore comes and spread us uh, spreads us out, uh, well, I just feel a sinking feeling in my gut. Uh, so you know. Uh, couple names like you said that we're throwing around Grady Jarrett I mean look at look at teams that are sellers maybe that that think they have no chance to turn it around um I even threw out Danny Treveson out there as a name I know that's not like very popular or anything but uh you know just some guys that you know you can get a good year or two out of doesn't have to be some mega superstar like we're pulling on Amari Mar- Cooper again but uh I think if there ever was a year to make a move, it's this one. I mean, last year I felt like uh, – I felt good going into the season when we made all the h- hires and the changes. But as soon as we got kind of the news on how the league was going to start dealing with COVID and then we had the injuries, it was like, okay, I know this year's probably going to be a crapshoot for McCarthy, so I don't want to really judge it too, too hard. But – you are there like right now like you have a sizable lead you have a surplus in some instances if you can't pull the trigger when you have a surplus when are you ever going to um and I don't want to go and name this player that player this player I think we're all aware that we have some positions we could get by with uh, who's been contributing and we have you know maybe some extra receivers or whatever but it would have to be clearly in my instance like I said I didn't want to name a name because everybody will kill me. But just to throw one out that everybody keeps talking about is (laughs) Michael Gallup. If everybody's going to keep trying to get rid of him, well, you know, that usually comes along with the fact that everybody has noticed, okay, he's got this much left on his salary. He's playing well. We have all these guys over here. Do I want to get rid of Michael Gallup? No, absolutely not. I mean, look at Tom Brady. Do you think he wants to get rid of any of his guys over there? No, I mean... (laughs) but if they're gonna go and we can't see you know in the future but if this guy winds up being somebody that they just let go for a third round pick next year and they could have went and traded for a player that helps them now or gets them something worth more than that third round pick right now I just I would rather them do that every time but to have the foresight is you know a different thing um not that I'm trying to get rid of Michael Gallup again like I said it's yeah. just
0: well, and he's I probably your biggest he, trading chip right now That right, like and, and fairly. barely look is. at
1: that you, you you do have to look at that it's like is this guy somebody that I can get something now that is more meaningful than if he gets that comp pick next year for us right Um, so, you know, we, we have needs, I think, because when we start getting into those teams that are going to test us and not give up on the run and be relentless and, and then do have the receivers like Deandre Hopkins or whatever to kill you. Yeah. I think we do need a little bit reinforcement in the middle there because then you start getting real thin.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, and I agree. And, and Joseph, I know you've been big on the Quinn and Williams thing. So I'm sure defensive tackles up there. How are you feeling? Which, which. Where do you feel that the focus should be if there was a trade?
2: Yeah, I'm with, uh, I'm with her. She, you know, the, the, middle of the defense, that's, that's really where the issues are. I mean, y- you can, you can talk about the cornerback two position. Um, um, I'm not afraid to say the name, so uh, I'll, I'll get killed. I'll, I'll get the, you know, um, I've been getting killed on Twitter all day today. So, <laughs> uh, but Anthony Brown, you know, um, hmm. but, but honestly, like, if you look at the cornerback position at the cornerback market, I don't really think there's a cornerback out there that you can trade for that you're really going to get. That's going to be a major improvement. I know that um, people talk about Joe Hayden, you know, I just don't think he's worth it, him in particular. Um, you know, like Xavier Howard, you'd have to give up a ton and take on a huge contract with him wanting another contract already. So that's 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 a huge thing. Where yeah, you can go get Xavier Howard, but you're gonna have to give up a ton and then pay him a ton, which you weren't willing to pay Byron Jones. So mm-hmm. I don't think that this team will do that. Um, I've talked about Quentin Williams, as you know, I love Quentin Williams. He's 23 years old. He's on his rookie contract. He's just a beast in the middle of the defensive line. I would love to get him. Um, I wanted to draft him, but obviously he went number three overall a couple of years ago. So we weren't going to get him going to the Gallup talk. I know, I know there's people that have come at me and there's, there's some friends of ours, Dan, that we we know who are, <laughs> who are very adamant that you do not trade Michael Gallup. And I'm with you. I am with you. I do not want to trade Michael Gallup. I don't want to. He makes this offense better. He gives a dy- mm-hmm. he brings a dynamic that we don't have with a deep threat, that that guy that goes up and gets the balls in the, in the in the red zone. We don't have that right now. I get it, but I'm also thinking like without him, we're still the number one offense in yards and the number one offense in points. So like without him, we're number one. Yes, we can get better, but yeah, without him, we're still number one. So that's Super Bowl caliber offense already. If we can get a player that makes our defense a Super Bowl caliber defense, that, you know, you have to think about that. Because like, like like Ashley said, you know, if you get a guy who's worth more than a third round comp in the 2023 draft, like a Quinnen Williams, then oh, I think it's worth it. You know, because Quentin Williams is worth more than a third-round comp in the twenty twenty-three draft, in my opinion. You're not going to be able to trade for Quentin Williams with that pick. <laughs> so, right. right. You know, I, I think it it's worth it. You know, you have to you have to consider it. Yeah, and that's and
0: that's kind of my my feeling on the whole thing with it, right? Any player, I'm not trading a Michael Gallup for picks. Like I'm not no, doing. Not I refuse. Right. right, and I'm not I'm not grabbing him for some rotational defensive end. That isn't, you know, no, like that's keep them, mm-hmm. use them for the red zone. Like you said, I am not going to do it. But if right. it's a, if it's a Quinn and Williams, if it's a, you can somehow magically get a Xavier, uh Xavian out of it. Like, okay, I'm listening. But if it's not that kind of caliber of player, I'm not listening. Like straight up, I'm just not listening. Right. So either way, whether the Cowboys trade or not. Right. If they do, they do, they don't, they don't. But guess what? that person wouldn't play against the Vikings anyway. And it is Vikings week. And look, as I've been scrolling through the Twitter, like as confident as cowboy fans are right now on the Cowboys, right. Oh, and and to go back, you know, my feelings it's, I agree with you guys, defensive tackle cornerback. um, You know, I'd be okay without a linebacker linebackers. Great. Um, Maybe a guard. Maybe if you find the right one, but Yeah, defensive tackle, cornerback are my top two um, for me. And
1: I think Um, uh, trying to be a buyer on the offensive line is going to be hard right now because everybody's hurting. Mm -hmm.
0: Right, right. And that's why I said if you find the right one, which good luck. Um, So Vikings, the consensus seems to be an up and down. Like it's – you'll see a whole bunch of people say, you know what, the Vikings have all the skill sets that maybe it's going to expose our middle of our defense to Ashley's point. But then there's the people who are like, you know what, this defense is opportunistic. It's still Kirk cousins. It's, (laughs) you know, like there's a lot to it. And so rolling into the game, let, let let's, let's do it this way. So rolling into the game, a, how do you feel? B who do you think would be the difference maker? One on offense, one on defense. It's all I'm asking for one on offense, one on defense. And then what do you think the final score is now? I will actually start this one out, okay? So I'll set the template here. So rolling into the game, of all the games, this is probably one of the scariest ones we've rolled into, maybe outside the Chargers so far. Um, But I I believe that they have all the firepower to keep up with Minnesota. And I think the, the defense is just opportunistic enough that they can rattle Kirk Cousins with some pressure. If you look at his numbers... The second he comes under pressure, man, he drops from like a 70% completion rate to like a 40% completion rate. Like it is a Mm -hmm. monster drop off. So with the bye week, even though they're coming off a bye week themselves, I think you get enough pressure, you can win this game. Will it be close? I believe it will be unless some weird football stuff happens, right? Um, The key players that I'm looking for, so on defense – I think it's going to come down to, again, um, Osa. I'm going to go odd on this one. Osa, right? We know Brent Urban's injured. He's going to be out. You, you, we already know Gregory's going to do his thing. Osa is going to be a key. Can you slow down that running, you know, the ability to run and the short screens and that that middle of that defense again, back to the middle of the defense? I think Osa is going to have to play a big role, and he's going to be the guy that's going to be that key to stopping somebody like Dalvin Cook, right? Um and hopefully getting some interior pressure on Kirk Cousins because, you know, we, that's something we are still somewhat lacking is interior pressure. Um, on offense, I've been actually pretty good with my offensive predictions this year. Um, I, I just can tell you, like, holy crap, like, I've, I've kind of nailed it. Um, I think this is going to be a big – they're going to try to take away the outside – I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to try to take away lamb and they're going to probably try to take away as much of Cooper as they can. Um, So I think it'll be a big game for the tight ends. I think Schultz and Jarwin are going to have to show up. And I think they do this game. Um, My final score, I believe we're going to win it, but it's going to be something like a, you know, 31 to 28 or like a 34 to 31 type score. Um, because I think both offenses are going to be able to move the ball and it's going to come down to either a final mistake or it's going to come down to a final kick. So that's kind of where I'm leaning. Um, let, let's start off on Joseph on this. And what, what, what are you feeling?
2: Yeah, um, you're, you're correct with, you know, your assessment of the team. It's going to be a tight game. They have weapons. They have a ton of weapons, you know. Um, they have the offensive firepower. To keep up, you, you know, you can just go through Dalvin Cook, you know, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Conklin, they're tied in, is playing really good. So they have a good team, and they have some playmakers on defense. Um, one of my mm-hmm. favorite players, non-Cowboys, is Harrison Smith. Great safety. Um, uh, Hendricks is great. Eric Hendricks is a great uh, linebacker as well. And then you have the two defensive ends with um, uh, Everson Griffin and – Daniel Hunter Um, they get a lot of pressure on the quarterback they have the highest pressure rate in the NFL and they only usually rush four so our offensive line is going to have to play would it be too controversial to say my key to the game is Leo Collins Um, oh no No, no, it (laughs) would not be controversial at all (laughs) because no because look at Steel got worked over by Judon last last game in 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 New England. Uh, he didn't have his best game and Judon kind of had a, had his way, but Dak was Dak. And like you said, Dak was getting the ball out quickly. He was moving around. So I'm a little worried about him going up against uh, Griffin and um, Hunter. We'll see how it does. My key would actually be on offense is Zeke. Um, I think Zeke's going to have to have a big game. He's going to have to control it. And the Cowboys are going to have to keep their offense off the field as much as possible. Um if you look at it, the Minnesota Vikings are currently 26th in run defense and yards allowed. They are 29th in yards per carry allowed, so they're not particularly great at stopping the run, which is good for us. We're the number two rush def- rush offense in the NFL. Um, so Zeke and Pollard sh- should be able to have a big game. I'm looking for them to be able to run it and um, hopefully control the clock in that that way. Uh, on the defensive side, I think it's Diggs, and it's, it might be it might be like – oh, you're picking digs, you know, but <laughs> I know he's been great. He's been getting picks, but he has a tough... It, it doesn't matter who he's going up against. If they line him up against Adam Thielen or Justin Jefferson, he has his toughest matchup since week two against Keenan Allen, in my opinion, because Thielen and Jefferson can get it done. And um, so I'm a little worried about digs. Um, I'm worried about the, uh, the cornerbacks in, in, in total because uh, the, these wide receivers can play and Kirk cousins is better than most people want to give him credit for not, not in primetime games, which just is a primetime game. So we'll have to see how he shows up, but uh, Kirk cousins has been playing really well this year. Yes. Yes. So my, my prediction is a close game. Um, I got, I got 31, 28 Cowboys In typical Vikings fashion, they miss a field goal as time expires.
0: (laughs) They send it to overtime, they fail, yes. Um, Ashley, how are you feeling heading into this game?
1: Um, Well, I think pretty much both of you guys kind of summed up what I'm thinking. Uh, There's always a few teams that we seem to have wonky games against mm-hmm. uh, for whatever reason, it seems to be like the chargers, Panthers, Cardinals, and Vikings. And I think, do we play all of them this year? I don't even know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Something Thankfully, like that. Two of them are out of the way. Um, we did okay there um so I'm probably gonna disappoint I don't do predictions I don't know if you guys have seen I'm superstitious because every time I do it does the opposite so I will just tell you I do agree I think it's gonna be like a a close game I wouldn't be surprised to see it within three points um
0: that's fine you don't have to give us an exact score and, (laughs) and I
1: do think um typically I would say like this is this is Dak's time. Like mm-hmm. this is his time to shine. And then you're talking about Kirk cousins in prime time, but we know what that wonky crap <laughs> and us coming off of a buy, which always seems to be, you know, uh, hit and miss again, different regime, but you know, you never know. We got, we got some uh, trauma from the last couple years. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely think we'll be looking at Pollard or Cedric to have a big game on offense. Go. Okay. And, um, I'm actually going to say, Let's go Leighton Um, LVE. It should be his time to shine. I I think he had a little bit too much in his head the last year. or So the injuries and everything and uh, the depth chart kind kind of clearing out a little bit, him getting some solid playing time. Maybe this is the game he delivers and gives us that thumper that we were talking about in the middle. Um, I would like to see him come and play with like that confidence he had that first year. Um, Definitely. So your
0: point, you know, if you're going to have Parsons come off that edge, you're going to need him against Cook in that middle. So, yeah.
1: Especially because I would like to see them use Parsons more this game. I know they kind of got away from that, but as we were talking about with uh, cousins getting rattled, um, the the blitz I think is going to be big in this game on both sides. And uh, hopefully to our advantage, as we've seen the number with numbers with Dak, he's amazing, but uh, you know, hey, I'll take that extra second or two you were talking about, tenth of a second with uh, Lyle, if, if that's what it'll give us, because when Dak has that time to fire that out quick, it's it's money. So mm-hmm. I do think this is going to be one of those games where we'll probably have a oh come on a couple times on defense because I, I know that our corners make plays, and I think they've gotten so comfortable to playing the ball sometimes that uh, we've seen those breakdowns happen. So I expect a 20 yarder, 30 yarder here and there. And let's hope that, you know, they they stay uh, under control for the most part. And uh, let's hope we're playing from ahead the whole time, because, I mean, who doesn't want to see that? But yep. if we do play from behind, uh, our, our defense does have some great numbers. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, a nice test that kind of mirrors us as a team, I think. Probably one of the best opponents we have that's kind of a reflection of us.
0: Yeah, it's a good gauge, right? It's a good gauge to kind of see where we're standing because, you know, we're sitting here five and one and and look, fairly the best team we've beaten so far are the Chargers, right? Like,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. so to kind of get that gauge at this point to kind of see where we're sitting as we, you know, approach, you know, the next couple of weeks, I think that's a really strong point. So, you know, look, because before we get into the, the last little piece here, you know, if you look at the Cowboys schedule right now, right? Like if you if you're going to go through and just kind of like and I'm not saying to predict the rest of the games, because you know how I am about that. <laughs> Each week is its own entity and you should, you know, things change essentially. Right. right. Um, so, you know, you got a really, really tough game against Minnesota. Like, I don't think anybody thinks it's not going to be a tough game. And then you're going to run through a little bit of an easy patch. You got the Denver Broncos, who right now are a little bit of a mess. You got the Falcons, who are a little bit of a mess. Mm-hmm. And, and then you run into a little bit of a gauntlet again, right? You got the Chiefs. And look, the Chiefs are not playing as well this year, but so they, they're they still the Chiefs. You
1: out. <laughs> yeah, they
0: are still the Chiefs, right? Like at any moment, those, that team could explode and it's going to be scary. Mm-hmm. And then you got the Raiders, who look, they've been playing really well so getting a gauge now before you hit that patch of course then you got you know new orleans and then the run of the nfc east right you got washington new york washington and then you got arizona and philly but getting a gauge now will help kind of see where this team is lining themselves up for you know hopefully denver atlanta getting more players back and then hitting that second gauntlet to kind of say yeah, we are really are a Super Bowl caliber team, and here we are making our push for the playoffs. So, just something to kind of like mull over, you know, just mull over. Um, so, we got a little bit of time left, so we do cover the draft, and I, I know Ashley is a fan of a specific <laughs> SEC team. Um, let's let's just go quickly. Your team who from your team are you watching now that you're like, that's a guy for the NFL?
1: Well, I mean, if I could be honest with you, I'd take the entire defensive line with my first pick if I could, but I can't. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um,
1: Well, you, you probably know, uh, I'm talking about uh, the university of Georgia. And of course um, I'm looking at the the defensive line because I'm always Mm -hmm. envious of defensive line and I don't know what it is about, uh, The Cowboys not liking to touch SEC guys who seem to be big maulers uh, at the position they seem to need, but um, I'd be looking at my guy, um, Jordan, to see what we could do if he was even in our range, but I doubt it. But for another team, they're going to be very happy to uh, get a guy to um, eat up to the middle like he does. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, I'm so far I know I told you before coming on, uh, after everything last year with my brother, I'm kind of out of my element with football. I'm just now getting back into having a little bit of that passion. So, uh, unfortunately haven't had too big of an eye on, um, college prospects like years past, but definitely. A lot of players from Georgia catch my eye every year, but I know it's a tease to have any association with the Cowboys.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you laugh. Well, first off, I want to say, you know, our hearts out to you about your brother. You know, I
1: appreciate I it.
0: Love you to death. You know, I'm sorry to hear what happened uh, with the passing, but, um, you know, you're right. Georgia's defensive line, man, like Jordan Davis, like right now to me is probably a top 10 pick. Like, if we're just being very honest, like, if I will I tell could, you...
1: If we could sign him now, that would be great, but yeah.
0: But I will say, somebody who could be in the range from Georgia is Adam Anderson. So, Anderson could be in that range of a defensive end, right? Like, you you, you got him. Look, if we... And then, go, let's just look at Georgia real quick. Let's say you don't go defense. I mean, you got, you know, Bean as, as a linebacker back there. Look, if we let Gallup walk there is a potential George Pickens is there late in Mm the first pit round. Right. And, and Pickens is a really solid wide receiver. Yeah. You know, would, would that be a a fairly decent replacement for Gallup? I think so. uh,
1: Yeah. Pickens is great. Um, you know, it's funny, though. It's just weird to finally be in a position to look at the team and then look at the draft and be like, you know, uh, I don't see us picking too much on offense for once. But you never know. Things change. Yeah. But it's nice to kind of be in a position where you feel like if we are in the good, you know, it's, it's not great to, or um, easy to get everybody on the same page. But if you get to where you can bring back that continuity the next year, that's why I felt that was so important with – as bad as it was that it didn't work out, but the Garrett thing and keeping Dak with his coach that he came in with and having that continuity, I think the same thing goes forward. From now on, Dak's comfortable. Dak is rolling. I mean, if you could keep as many of these guys around as possible, great. But, yeah, I mean, if you're missing a guy like even Cedric Wilson might wind up going and getting paid somewhere. We have no idea. We might be down two receivers in the next year or something. But, uh, you know, we we could need a receiver uh, come that time. And I mean. That's a great name. You hear his name often. Every game is George Pickens. And the only mm-hmm. bad thing about him is it sounds like he should be playing corner. but
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Because because let's be honest, somebody like Chris Olave is not going to be available. Right. Like <laughs> I think we know that piece. Not but, at our rate. Not at our rate. But <laughs> like Pickens, not at
2: 32. No. Yeah.
0: No, but Pickens, <laughs> there you go. But Pickens is certainly a name to, to kind of watch. Right. And that's, you know, you watch Georgia more than I do for those who don't know, I am a Buckeyes fan. I watch a lot of big 10. Now I watch a lot of college football in general, but, um, you know, I don't intimately study these guys or look at these guys until draft season really starts ramping up. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, like, I know a lot of the big 10 guys pretty intimately, but like some of the others I have to, I'm already starting to kind of look at. So looking at that from USC, um, I'm going to throw a name out, uh, Drake Jackson.
2: From London, Drake, Drake London. Um,
0: Yeah. Sorry. Um, What, what are you, (laughs) what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on him? Do you think he would be somebody available? Right. And then who else are like, is there anybody else you're looking at USC wise, you know, that might be in our range that would fill a potential need.
2: Ah, man. You, well, you, you you spoke on the guy, the main guy (laughs) is really Drake London. He is uh, one of the, one of the best wide receivers in the country right now. He is just, you know the teams know like hey he's getting like 15 targets and Mm -hmm. they still can't stop him um he's just a big body guy he's not your guy who's he's not a burner he's just a tall big body guy he's uh kind of similar to michael Pittman when he came out of uh um usc a couple years ago um just a big body guy who's gonna you know you can throw it up he's gonna get it he's he's gonna take the make the difficult catches with with guys hanging on him um consistently getting over 150 yards pretty much like every game uh, granted Keenan's uh, the quarterback Keenan Slovis uh, loves him and that's his like that's his Romo to Witten connection like that's who he looks for to his own detriment sometimes like that's all he looks for um, but he, he he's just a really talented receiver um, who I think is going to be a very good uh, red zone threat and possession receiver in the NFL um, he's not Prototypical guy who you're going to be like, oh, he, he's going to fill in the Gallup role because he can't. He, he, I mean, he can go deep in college. I don't think he's going to get that kind of separation in the pros um, to go deep, but he could be a red zone guy, definitely, to go up and get it. Um, and right now for USC, um,
0: well, I, I did also mention Drake Jackson, right? Like your, your outside oh, Greg, linebacker.
2: Oh, Greg Jack. Okay, sorry. I yeah. thought you said Drake. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. yeah. So, so, you're so, so
0: Jackson, right? Your outside yes. linebacker, defensive at your edge, right? Yes. The thing with him is he does have the injury that just yes. happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um, stock has been really high on him since his junior year. Is that somebody you look at for the Cowboys? Is it somebody you think, okay, maybe the injury, maybe not? Like, how are you feeling
2: about Jackson? Oh, yeah. That guy's a beast. He, he, he's probably the only, uh, yeah, maybe the only other guy right now in that range right now that I would be looking in the, in the first round, um, would be Greg Jackson. He's a beast. He, he's just all over the field. He has a high motor, um, and he, he gets after the quarterback. And so that would definitely be something I'd be interested in. Um, uh, I just don't know if he would be the perfect fit for the Cowboys just, but I I love him. I love, I, I absolutely love him. He, he's a, he's a beast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I will also say just a shout out to Cincinnati. I will take almost anybody off that defense right now. Like, let's just be very honest. That defense is absolutely insane. I will take, if Ahmad Gardner is there, I'm considering him a corner, even though I just pick corners, like, look, that defense is the real deal um so for Ohio State somebody that could be available is uh Nicholas Petit-Friere he is an offensive tackle uh, might be suited for guard uh would be right around that late first maybe early second right now um but kind of fits that need if we decide you know hey to our point you know Lyle maybe isn't ready or maybe you got you know you move him to guard and he's the heir apparent to, you know, Tyron, who knows, but like, that's a name I would look at for, from Ohio state. Um, Of course, you know, their wide receivers are monsters, you know, in Wilson and Olave, but I really don't think they'll be there. (laughs) I I wish they would be there, but um, those, those are the names I would kind of like love to see Um, as for the rest of this. Uh, and I think we can all say this with with pretty well pretty accuracy. This quarterback class is not impressing anyone, right? Like we thought, yeah. Rattler was going to be far and away this elite quarterback. Now we're now they're talking a potential even transfer. Like get out of here, you know. It, it, has anybody yet stepped up to any of you guys? We've been talking about it for a couple of weeks. I'm still looking for the guy. Has anybody here found the guy yet?
2: No, because you mentioned Rattler, who was the projected before the season started number one pick in the draft, which is hilarious that he's not even the starting quarterback on his team anymore. And he's probably going to go out to find another team. And he's in a system that blows up quarterbacks. So it's kind of crazy. Um, Keenan Slovis was another guy who was looked at as a, as a first rounder um, next year. He has not performed well at USC this year. Um, I mean, I guess the number one pick right now would be Liberty's quarterback. um, What's his name? Um, Is it Willis or maybe, maybe Matt Corral from uh, Ole Miss.
0: Yeah. Corral's kind of been the one I keep hearing uh, you're talking Willis. Yeah. Malik Willis. Yeah. Ashley, do you know one? Do you? Are, is there somebody we're missing? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I don't. I don't uh, think of anything. The only other one I was going to say, uh, Joseph already mentioned, but uh, no. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I don't have a great example of quarterback play at my own school that I can <laughs> talk right now. So, <laughs> I mean, no, like, uh, no. Just it's. I'm just glad that we're not in the position that we need to be picking, and uh, the yeah. Eagles and the Washington and all of them can have that.
0: But but that's that's part of our conversation, right? Where I mean, we're yeah, the couples, yeah. so we've got to look at the NFC East, and they. Oh no,
1: no, no! I, I I'm I agree with you, but, but what I mean is I'm that. glad that they have to pick through the mess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, look, another name is Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he. Look, I would not be surprised if Desmond Riddler from Cincinnati yeah, ends up being talking
1: about
0: them. right. Like. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how you do like, this is the weirdest quarterback class I have seen in a
2: really long time. And we've it's, mentioned, it's we've a, mentioned it's names
1: Time to be the Cowboys.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. We've, yeah. We've mentioned Seriously. names, but I wouldn't expect any of them. I don't expect any of them to be really, I mean, they can prove me wrong, but I'm not really high on any of them. And no. if any of them were in the draft last year with the quarterback class, that was last year, I wouldn't take any of them in the first round.
0: No, maybe at the end if if you're like if you traded back and you're like, hey, yeah, well, I mean you know, at least
1: you get the fifth year if it works out. Yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah,
0: like a Riddler, maybe maybe you're like, you know what? I'm picking thirtieth because I traded down and I I'll grab Riddler because at I least I got him. the fifth round and he had he's shown me some stuff, yeah. but I don't know, man. is it's the weirdest. I just every <laughs> week I keep bringing it up and I'm waiting for somebody to say this is the guy and i just haven't nobody's found it yet so um yeah so that's a that's that's the week guys you know uh, we got cowboys football this week and you know we're, we're gonna have some on on halloween <laughs> on halloween dude all i want to know is is like if you remember was a kansas city came out in the scream masks you remember that like mm-hmm, they, they mm-hmm. all came out in the screen masks like I want to know what if like our defense or somebody's going to come out in costume. I I'm, I really want to see it. That'd be awesome. Um, the, the game I re- will always remember on a Halloween or the Halloween weekend was when the Eagles had the effigy of remember Terrell Owens. They had that effigy out there for mm-hmm, Halloween. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I just that one for whatever reason will always stick with me because I was like, really, this is the epitome of Philly fans, right? but uh yeah so so thank you guys for listening um let's let's go uh ashley where can we find you on the old twitter dc blue star on
1: twitter uh same for all my uh social media for the most part but usually just on twitter there Um, yeah feel free say hey um if i miss anything that you all send to me i apologize (laughs) um I don't know if you guys seen a while back, Twitter like suspended my account for an old video. And then when they brought it back after they determined it wasn't an issue, some of my stuff is just, I don't have the right followers one day or list (laughs) the next day. So I apologize.
2: I'm not trying to ignore anybody
1: unless I am.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The mute button is undefeated. I'm just saying
1: you are um, right about that.
0: <laughs> yes. And, and I will let you people know if people who don't know, Ashley is fantastic at graphic arts. Like you will see some of the stuff she does. So if you sometimes you'll see her put, pull something up, if you need a new background for your phone or background <laughs> computer, follow Ashley. She will probably post something that you will um, creatively license, take, and use <laughs> for a background somewhere. Um, but no, she does fabulous work, seriously. So if you guys, follow her absolutely great follow Uh wonderful friend uh thank you guys thank, thank you, you for coming on and uh joseph where can we
2: find you and your work at yeah you can find me on twitter at the j a massey you can also find my writing my written work at uh, starboysnetwork.com and also profootballmania.com
0: outstanding and of course i am dan underscore rupert on the old twitter and you can find me at fansided right here on podcast 40 and you know thank you guys thank you it was a great week
1: appreciate it glad to be having a a game to look forward to now
2: (laughs) (laughs) absolutely Absolutely.
1: might get a little bit spooked but hopefully everything resolves itself in the end and we come away with a win that's all that matters
0: bingo six and one let's let's aim let's do it Let's let's
1: do that it's been a long time since we had a record like that
0: it has (laughs) and i'm excited that there's a chance so me
1: too uh it is good to be a cowboys fan and good to talk with you all
0: it is thank you again ashley and we will catch you guys on the flip
1: peace out see ya